0: That's investher, H-E-R, con.com, promo code 100, best ever to get $100 off your ticket.
1: It certainly looks like we're gonna make really good on this, probably like 25, 30,000. We're almost done rehabbing it, and I kind of just threw it on the market for sale by owner just to gain some interest.
0: Are you ready for the best real estate investing advice ever? Join
2: Joe Fairless and today's best ever guests as they share it with you. It's the best ever advice with none of the fluff. Let's go.
1: Are you having a hard time finding great investment properties? Unfortunately, the best deals are rarely found locally. Successful investing begins with the right properties in the right markets. Norada Real Estate provides everything you need to invest in the best deals across the U.S. Our simple, proven system will help you create real wealth and passive monthly cash flow. Get your free copy of the ultimate guide to out-of-state real estate investing at noradarealestate.com slash guide. That's N-O-R-A-D-A realestate.com slash guide.
2: Do you know how you can benefit from crowdfunding? If you haven't checked out our special series, Best Crowdfunding Crash Course Ever, presented by Patch of Land, then you need to. It's episodes 152, 159, 166, and 173 because you'll hear from the industry's leading crowdfunding experts on how you can benefit by getting involved, whether it's getting access to funds for your deal or passively investing in other people's deals. The time is now to get started. Go to PatchofLand.com forward slash best ever to grab your copy of the top 10 answers to the top 10 crowdfunding questions. That's P-A-T-C-H-O-F-L-E-N-D.com forward slash best ever. Hi, Best Ever listeners. Welcome to the Best Real Estate Investing Advice Ever Show. I'm Joe Fairless, and I'm here with today's guest, Jared Lichten. Hi, Jared. How's it going, Joe? It's going well, and thank you for joining us. Jared is joining us from Cleveland, Ohio, but he is soon moving to Houston, Texas, that is, and of course, unless he hits the professional World Series of Poker Tournament hard and he goes to Las Vegas where he's he's competing in his first tournament in about a month. But besides the whole poker thing, he has flipped over four properties in the last two years while he had a full-time job as a lawyer. And the interesting thing in his story is that He actually just left being a lawyer and over the last eight weeks and he's now doing flipping full time. He's also the host of a popular podcast called Flip. Love that name, by the way. And he's here to share with us his best advice ever. So with that being said, Jared, before we get into that, can you talk to the best ever listeners a little bit more about your background and what you're focused on now?
1: Sure. How's it going, best ever listeners? And uh, again, my name is Jared. my story's certainly not much different from a lot of other people's as far as real estate's concerned. Um, I was in the corporate grind the past two years, but to spent the majority of my early 20s and mid-20s in getting education, uh, I went to uh, Houston, Texas for law school. And after I got out, uh, I kind of had just started learning about flipping houses. Right after I took the bar exam and got a job in oil and gas, uh, coincidentally, back up where I was from, uh, I decided, whatever, I just have a really good contractor that I already knew. And from learning about flipping houses, I knew that that was the biggest problem, was finding good people. Uh, So I used him on a couple deals up here, and uh, it was very, very slow at first. But I think especially with the whole poker thing, and I've done a couple other risky things. Like I've, I ran with the bulls a couple of years ago in Pamplona. <laughs> I think it's just comes down to a lot of us real estate investors are risk takers. And, you know, we just want to do a lot of cool stuff before we die.
2: What's been the most challenging part so far since you've left the full-time job?
1: A, a lot of people might think that uh, when you leave your full-time job, it's scary because uh, there's no money or you don't exactly know where your income's uh, going to come from, but that's not the most challenging part. I think the most challenging part is understanding where your real estate operation's going because I think, especially with me running a podcast now, that does take up a fair amount of time because I'm a one-man operation with the house flipping and with the uh, podcast. Um, So I would say the most challenging thing is, and I'm sure you've seen this before, is balancing your having a good work-life balance, um, but also being able to... Focus uh, on your because you know the 100% most important thing is your business. Um, if you focus on your uh, podcasting or if you focus on your marketing or if you don't focus on your relationships enough, there has to be a good balance in between all that. And uh, like I found with working a full time job, um, if you're just miserably staring at a computer screen and just not excited about life, then your relationships will suffer uh, your I mean ultimately I had a side business at that time and that suffered. and I think ultimately it comes down to working as hard as you can at your business and having enough time set aside for other things that also matter.
2: What type of deals are you working on right now?
1: Okay, Joe. Well, basically I have the one house I'm flipping and that's the basis for the podcast. So I do have the one house. I got it for about $50,000. It was a probate property on the MLS and I just, I guess did some crafty negotiating. So that one I'm working on right now. And that's the basis for the podcast, but I'm also looking at other deals. Uh, I have had the opportunity since I've started my podcast. Um, a lot of private money has been kind of thrown at me. Uh, and i, I it's going to give me the opportunity to really amp up my operation. Uh, so I think I, that speaks to two things. One, when you quit your full-time job, you're going to have a lot more time and energy to amp up your real estate investing. And also that phrase, um, if you have a good deal, you know the money will find you. I think uh, with having this podcast and being that authority figure behind the microphone, uh, people do look up to you as sort of You know, you you know things and you understand how things work, and they trust you. And obviously, the people who know me trust me. But there's been a lot of opportunities and uh, private money thrown my way uh, recently, which I think uh, I would love to start doing two or three houses at a time rather than just the one at at a time. When I was working my full-time job, because like I said, I I had I literally quit my job on the beginning of February 2015. So I'm fresh off that and. I'd like to start amping up my real estate operation. So there are a couple of deals I'd like to pick up uh, that uh I will probably have the opportunity to in the next couple of weeks.
2: Did you use private money for the first deals that you did?
1: To an extent, I had a couple equity partners. Um so for instance, uh the first couple of deals I did, I had one friend who still invests with me, uh, gave me, I think for the first one, like ten or twelve thousand dollars for a percentage of the profit. Um, it turned out that uh, right when we got into our second or third one, we both got promoted and he kind of moved to Chicago, but he still in all the other, I mean, in this deal, I, he wrote me a check for uh 15,000 for uh, a percentage of the profit. So, uh, and then I have another equity partner on this one too for about the same amount. So um, I did have to end up getting ca- uh, conventional loans from a bank for the majority, for all of them. Uh, I think in part because I was kind of above my price point, but uh, my full-time job allowed me to be qualified to get any sort of uh, loan that I wanted to. It's just now the more I get into it, the more I realize get other people's money, pay cash or use other people's money. And uh, just using equity partners is just so much easier, I guess.
2: What were the terms with the loan with the private individual?
1: So, uh, let's say for this one, I have two $15,000 cash loans and I really kind of needed them at this point. Cause I was like, if I quit my job, anything is possible over the next couple months. So I pretty much gave them straight up a percentage, uh, for their thousand dollars, uh, 15,000 for 15%. So ultimately I'm getting 70% of the profit and giving 15 away for 15 each. Um, and they don't have to do anything. <laughs> and, uh, I thought that's, I thought that was actually a really good deal. I don't know what you think about that. <laughs> it's, uh, you know, I, I mean, it certainly looks like we're going to make really good on this probably like twenty-five, 30,000. We're almost done rehabbing it. And it's, I kind of just threw it on, uh, the market for sale by owner a couple weeks before it was done just to gain some interest. But even if we use a realtor, it certainly seems like we'll make in the twenties.
2: Jared, what is your best real estate investing advice ever?
1: I mean, there's so many, so many people have said this and I guess I'll put my own spin on it. Um, My best advice ever is to just get out there and start doing things. And by start, I mean doing the things that matter. There's so many people that work in their business and don't work on their business. I think it's more just work on it, understanding your market. You have to understand what kind of houses you're looking at, what neighborhoods are good because when you're starting out, you're not going to start just going into either the hood and you're not going to start out going to the nicest subdivision. You're going to just want like a decent school district with a good set of houses that you can have subdivisions where the prices are predictable, where the quality of the homes and the age of the homes are similar. And that's going to give you comps that are going to allow you to analyze deals a lot better. So I would just definitely say, get out there. Understanding your market is so important and network, meet a good contractor, a good real estate agent, and a good home inspector. Those guys will pay themselves over thousands of times over and just talk to them, interview them, build a trustworthy relationship because that team is more valuable than anything
2: you ready for the best ever lightning round? I hope so. (laughs) First, a quick word from our best ever sponsors. Crowdfunding. You've heard about it and now it's time to learn about it. Our best ever sponsor, Patch of Land, is a leading expert in the crowdfunding space and they've got all the answers to your crowdfunding questions. Go to patchofland.com forward slash best ever and grab your copy of the top 10 answers to the top 10 crowdfunding questions. That's P-A-T-C-H-O-F lend.com forward slash best ever. Do you need an equity partner or do you know about a great deal and want to get paid for finding it? Masia Development is looking for retail and medical office deals nationwide in the $1 to $30 million range. With over $500 million of assets in their portfolio, Masia Development can help you make that retail or medical office deal happen. Email them at jv at com. Okay, Jared, best ever book you've read.
1: I hope that no one's uh, recommended this book before, because it's fairly new and I just read it, Uh, but it has a real estate spin on it. And I'm going to say it's called Buy Your Own Island by Danny Flood, and it basically... Uh, it's kind of has like a four hour work ish kind of automation tone to it, but it's all about freeing up your time to travel and it's kind of like a mentality shifter as far as money and time is concerned. Uh, so, for instance, the real estate component is uh, a lot of people think that they don't make enough money to travel the world for a year. But if you have an apartment in New York City like you do or excuse me, I don't know if you have an apartment, but if you live in New York City or San Francisco, uh, then you have an apartment, which is an asset, even if you don't own it, because you can use something called Airbnb and you can manage your apartment like a business. And if you travel the world somewhere where the cost of living is a lot lower, say Thailand or um, the Czech Republic or Africa then your cost of living is going to be so low where you can Airbnb, you can do certain things like couch surfing. There's uh, websites that um, are specifically geared toward house sitting for other people's houses. And you can even sleep in people's gardens, which I didn't even know about. So there's a lot of cool resources. I think the website was called like sleep in your garden or something like that. I know it's it's a weird concept, but it's it's so cool to be able to travel and use where you're, where you're staying and use where you stayed uh, as a resource. That Buy your own island, Danny Flood. I think it's like 99 cents to download on Kindle. It pays for itself.
2: Best ever listeners, I know you like audio, so you can go to freebesteverbook.com and get a free audio version of a book like that. Best ever personal growth experience and what you learned from it.
1: Again, I know a lot of people say this, but the personal growth experience, um, to me, it was working at a big law firm because I got to see what the alternative to real estate investing was. I was really excited when I got into it, uh, but uh, to really grow personally, you definitely, I think you have to fail and you have to go through some sort of trials in your life that suck. And my time working at a big law firm was a lot of travel, a lot of work, um, a lot of unnecessary BS. (laughs) And so now I know what the alternative is to that. So I work even harder and faster uh, in my real estate business because I don't want to end up at a big law firm, you know, bowing to the corporate gods every day. Uh, So I would say knowing what the alternative is and uh, making yourself better from it.
2: Best ever success habit you practice?
1: I know it's not like a habit, but I think it's just was ingrained in me. uh, And I don't think maybe it's a product of my environment and my parents were very pretty conservative growing up. Uh, But I think being a risk taker and like not letting any not really caring what anybody else thinks and just going for it. Uh, I think as a real estate investor, sometimes you you do have to analyze things, you do have to be conservative in your numbers, but at the same time, being a risk taker and just understanding that, hey, money, it's just paper, it's just little green rectangles that you use to pay people for things. It's a big number in your bank account, and it's really just the manner in which you handle it that's going to make you a successful investor or a successful entrepreneur. Best ever deal you've done? I'm going to actually go out on a limb and say the best deal I've done is this one. Uh, In part, A, because I think I'll make a good chunk of money on it. However, doing this deal led me to a new contractor, which is he's awesome and he's like 100 percent hands off. And three, uh, this this deal allowed me to quit my job. I was a very passive real estate investor, only doing one deal at a time. Up until now, I'd like to do more than one. But uh, it allowed me to say, uh, okay, I know I'm going to make a chunk of money in a couple months from now, so it makes me feel comfortable quitting my job. And not only that, but it allowed me to start my flip podcast and show other people and allow uh, my education to come full circle and educate others how to flip with it. So I would say that by and large, this deal allowed me to quit my job and podcast and make me kind of more of a free person. How'd you find the deal? Okay, it was on the MLS. Uh, I assume that there was other people inquiring about it. Uh, it was listed. It's in an area in Akron, Ohio. that's kind of, you probably have these areas in New York, but they're kind of like trendy. I would say more like hipster areas. Uh, very very old homes, Victorians, uh, Colonials, uh, with all that wood trim and small rooms, but like really intricate decor. So anyways, it was built in 1919 and it was a probate property that a woman had lived in for the last 40 or 50 years. I think it uh, might've passed away a couple of years ago and the kids were out of state selling it. And so it was on the MLS for 99. I looked at it and I told the agent, I'm just like, you know, it's, it's not a good deal for that price. Eventually they lowered it to 85 and I, I did my analysis on my spreadsheet I took my contractor through and he said, you know it's probably looking at about 55 59,000 around there to fix up. It's totally cosmetic and the roof is bad and everything. So, um I pretty much sent them the spreadsheet and I offered them $42,000 and it took them I think they countered at something like 68 or 70 and I still pretty much told them. I'm like, "Look, I, it's just business. Like I, I I know things are personal to some people, especially with these probate properties, but I said it's not personal. It's just like that's my offer, 42,000." About three weeks later, the agent called me back on my cell phone on a Friday at like 4 p.m. and she said they'll accept 50. So I thought about it over the weekend and we had a contract. And what do you think it's going to be worth after the repairs are done? I did my analysis of the comps and I think that uh, definitely uh, at least 145, 150. Um, I'm kind of testing the market now. I listed it for sale by owner for like, I think 165. I think initially that when I posted it, it was just hopeful, but that was only a couple days ago. So I think that it will definitely be in the 145, 150 range. And we are definitely on budget to spend about $60,000, which should leave us a profit after commissions and stuff of about 25,000.
2: Best ever project you're most
1: excited about right now? What has me excited right now is not just my real estate, but my podcast, uh, because it's opened up a lot of doors for me and not in the conventional way. Um, I think, uh, like I said before, I think when you're behind that microphone and you're speaking to people about real estate investing, uh, you are sort of an authority figure and you're you're trusted. Uh, so what has me excited right now is my podcast because I get to educate others. Uh, but I, I also have gotten more opportunities with, um, getting private money for more deals. I've gotten more leads people. It seems like once or twice a week, somebody's emailing me about a house that they want sold. Um, and it's also given me the opportunity to get sponsors. Uh, so right now I'm at the point where I think, uh, I might get, be able to bring on some sponsors, which should bring my exposure up. So I would definitely say I'm excited about my podcast, and also the fact that I quit my job so I can flip more than one house at a time. Best ever way you like to give back? Joe, I think a lot of ways uh, house flipping is a way not just to give back to the end buyer uh, because they look at it and their their eyes light up and they're so excited just to see a beautiful house and make people's dreams come true. But I think when you flip houses, you're also flipping around a neighborhood uh, because uh, I think giving back, changing an eyesore in the neighborhood and making everyone else who lives there happy, giving them a good neighbor and uh, making their, ultimately making their street worth more money, making their area worth more money. I think that really validates uh, what us as real estate investors trying to do is making a neighborhood better and, you know, really making someone's dream come true. Best ever quote. I saw it on an Instagram meme the other day. I'm not sure if it was on like Gary Vaynerchuk's account or something, but it said it was, I think it was anonymous. And it said, the only thing that matters is the 24 hours ahead of you. And I think that's so applicable to all real estate investors and really any entrepreneur, because you spend so much time planning out your month or year. Sometimes you're planning out, uh, what am I going to do on next Tuesday or next? It doesn't really matter usually. It usually just matters about being tenacious and just grinding your head off that 24-hour period, that day, just every single hour, every single minute, doing something that is going to make your business better, doing stuff. I know other real estate investors have said this, doing stuff that's going to make you money. Don't do stuff that's not going to make you any money. So just focus and just focus on the day you have ahead of you and just crush it.
2: What's the biggest mistake you've made in real estate so far?
1: There's a lot, (laughs) but obviously I could say the not getting started sooner thing, like a lot of other people, and that would be true. However, uh, I would say that uh, not managing people well. Uh, I think of a contractor is doing a mediocre job. uh, I'm the kind of people person where I kind of want everyone to like me, but at the same time, I don't want to be backed into a corner. So I think managing contractors when they start doing something, either showing up late or doing a bad job, I think you really have to uh, focus, you know, they're getting paid by you and they're your employee almost uh, because if you don't, if you don't let anybody else uh, take advantage of you and uh, don't take anybody else's crap, uh, I'm a lot younger than a lot of other people. And I think, you know, as a lawyer, I learned to kind of stand up for myself and make sure that not everyone's going to push me around. So manage your people, uh, make sure they show up on time. You can be nice to them, but don't let them take too much. I think that's really important. What's the best
2: ever place to reach you, Jared?
1: The best place to reach me is on my website, flipjl.com. It's where you can follow my podcast and my investment. I'm also on Twitter and Instagram at Jared Licton and on Facebook at the Flip Podcast page.
2: Jared, thank you so much for being on the show and sharing your best ever advice with the best ever listeners and talking through what it's like to leave the corporate world and you're fresh out of that and, and get into the real estate investing arena and talk through details on this deal that you're working on. One of the interesting things I got out of this is just kind of the nuts and bolts of the, you know, the deal where you found it on the MLS, how you talk through with the owner or with the owner's representative it was originally listed for 99, lowered it to 85, had someone go check it out, saw that there's 59k worth of repairs that are needed, offered it for 42, agreed on 50, and the numbers work on paper and it sounds like it's going really well and certainly one of the learnings is don't pay for don't pay what people are asking for, pay for what it's worth. Yep, absolutely. I mean, as as really straightforward as that. I mean, that's allowing you to continue the, with the momentum that you had established during your full-time job working, you know, flipping properties and then, and then starting this at your own venture in a brave new world as an entrepreneur, both as, you know, somebody who's flipping properties and also someone who's got a podcast and detailing your experiences there on the Flip podcast. So thank you so much for sharing your best ever advice and we'll talk to you soon. Thanks so much, Joe. Hey, you best ever listener. Do you want more?